Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. BDPAI Radio showcases IT entrepreneurs, technology experts, and computer science academics. We highlight people with a passion for educating our youth in science technology, engineering, and mathematics. BDPA iRadio Show serves the BDPA members, sponsors, entrepreneurs, educational institutions, and the black community. BDPA iRadio, linking business, education, and technology. I'm going to start off by letting our audience know some highlights from Lou's bio. Lou Shack has been the lead instructor for the high school computer competition teams trained by BDPA Washington, D.C. chapter for many years. Past teams that he's trained have won college scholarships, graduated with honors, and taken home the gold medal from the National HSCC Championship. BDPA iRadio show listeners would love to hear the lessons learned by this HSCC instructor. We would also like to hear what he wants to see upgraded or changed as the HSCC moves forward into the future. So, Lou, welcome to the BDPI radio show. Thank you for being a guest today. Thank you, Jayla. Thank you for having me. With that introduction, let's start our conversation. Now, my first question for you is, how did you first find out about BDPA and what has kept you involved? Well, Jayla, I've been with the HSCC program for 11 years now. And before that, I was teaching an animation class uh, in a local community, and the HSCC program uh, moved their program into our building. So my program became a theater program to the HSCC program. And, of course, later they asked me if I would join in with them, and now I've been with them helping um, the the youth to uh, reach their maximum potential. And I've been here for 11 years, and that's uh, what has kept me involved with the program. Wow. Now, you said you started out teaching an animation class. What is your background? Well, um, my background is varied. I, uh, actually, I retired uh, from healthcare. But I moved into technology from there. So I um, I am a programmer. Cool. Can you share mm-hmm. which BDPA chapter you are currently affiliated with? Is it the Washington, D.C. chapter now? or? Yes, it is. It's the Washington, D.C. chapter. Okay. So in terms of your service to BDPA and the Washington, D.C. chapter, what accomplishment are you the most proud of? Well, I want to tell you, Jayla, I believe that changes from year to year. Right now, we have five students who have made the competition team. They have gone off to college or in college now, but they are back teaching full-time in this program. I am just so excited to have those students to come back in 
can return and give back to the students that's in the program now. Yeah, that's great. That's great. It's always great to see the full circle. Now, your responsibilities as the HSCC coordinator of the BDPA Washington D.C. chapter, can you dive into a little bit more of what those role, what your role is and responsibilities are? Well, my role there are many, and I didn't even try to list them all for you. But I, some of the most important uh, roles that I that, that I am involved in is recruiting. So during our off-season, we were recruiting. We were planning for the next year, uh, writing course outlines, developing a course outline for training, interacting with parents and, and the national uh, HSCC coordinators. And I actually train as well. And, um, and it just simply goes on and on and on. There's a non-stop. A coordinator's role is non as a non-stop role. Uh, we I haul people around. Uh, just everything there is to be, there is to make the students successful. That's the role of the coordinator. Yeah, that's an important role and, and definitely um, very important work. Now, could you tell us what you would want to see upgraded or changed? as the HSCC program moves forward into the future. Thank you for that. The HSCC program as it stands now, it affects only three to five students. We have many, many great students. We need to have branches that other students can, can showcase their talents. First of all, number one, everyone is not a coder. Everyone is not a programmer, but we can. There are so many other things that uh, that that can be done that um, would would share the gifts and the talents of the students, and that's what we want. I think about video game production, game develop. I'm sorry, video production, game development, animation. Um, also, I want to add in is that the organization need to have some kind of network with colleges and universities. These organizations need to know that our, uh, that our youth are learning something that is very important, and I think that they would seek after our students. So um, that's where I am. I think that our students are a great investment, and we need to show it. Right. So you're saying to open up the areas of opportunity within the technology realm. Yes. Yes. The diverse background of animation, video technology and all the other areas among just the coding. Yes. Right. That's that's good. Now, what two lessons would you like to share with the VDPA on radio audience that you have learned throughout thus far within your career or while uh just uh working um with the BDPA uh, Washington, D.C. chapter. Yes, Jayla. Once again, that's something that has changed. It changes from time to time. But what I want to share with the audience today is early planning. Early planning is very important for any coordinator to have a successful program. 
you've got to plan and be ready to take the action when the time is when the time is ready. And the second thing is is that everyone has something to offer. What I found out that at the end of the year last year is that many of our students they have so much to offer our program. We have one of our students actually teaching this year. They're teaching a full course and in the program as well. So we just can't overlook anyone. We have to be available and ready to see things and 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 just being aware of what's going on around us. That's the that's the role of the coordinator. If you could share a final thought for the BDPA biracial audience, what would it be? Well, my final thought with the for the program is that the success of the program is directly related to how prepared your trainers are. We are teaching kids more than just coding and programming. It's more to it than that. It's that the instructor needs to be ready if we start at 9 o'clock. The instructor needs to be prepared and ready to go at 9 o'clock. If they are not ready to go, then the students are idle, and then they will start showing up late, and then your program will lose its structure. There will be no consistency there. So our youth, they are an excellent investment, and that's what we need to make certain that we are prepared to prepare them. Mm -hmm. You're saying that the program is strongly defined by the upper leadership. And that is correct. Preparation is very is a very highly important component to trickle down to the students to ensure the that there's the best efficiency efficiency and they learn the most out of the program. That is correct. We want to make certain that we have a structure uh, that uh, that will that will help the kids to know about structure. This is something that they will also learn about the structure, how a, a, an organization should operate. So we should be ready to go when it's ready to, when it's time to go, because they are an excellent uh, investment, and it is up to us to make certain that we keep that kind of consistency in their lives and keep them going. All right. Well, Lou, it has been a pleasure to listen and learn from you today. Again, I thank you for being a guest and wish you a safe evening. Thank you, Jayla. And it's a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you. And now a word from our sponsor. BDPA is the premier organization for people of African-American descent in the information technology industry. BDPA exists to advance the careers of African-Americans in the IT industry from the classroom to the boardroom. You can find BDPA on group site, Twitter, and Facebook. Hi, Michelle. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, welcome to the BDPA iRadio show. Thank you for being our guest tonight. Oh, absolutely. It is my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Great. 
Michelle, I'm in uh, sunny Philadelphia, and the weather was a little cloudy, some sprinkles throughout the day. Uh, what city are you in tonight, and how is the weather? I'm in Atlanta, and we're having off and on showers. In fact, I believe it's raining right at this moment. <laughs> okay. ATL, all right. Well, Michelle, I'm excited to interview you, and I'd like our audience to know some highlights from your bio. Uh, please allow me to take a few moments to share your background. Absolutely. Okay. Michelle Cook is the coordinator for one of the most prolific BDPA programs in the nation, the annual high school computer competition. She has been running this two-day competition for the past five years, and this year she hopes to bring 25 HSCC teams to Washington, D.C. to compete. There are a number of changes being proposed for this HSCC championship, and our iRadio show listeners hope to learn more about them. So, Michelle, without introduction, let's start our conversation. My first okay. question to you is, how did you first find out about BDPA, and what has kept you involved? Well, um, I found out about BDPA from a coworker several years ago, and he was one of the local chapter leadership. Um, had, he had one of the local chapter leadership roles at the time. And what he did, he was seeking, you know, new members to build membership for the chapter, and um, invited me out to a program meeting. So, yeah, I worked it into my schedule. Attended the top, the, the program meeting. They uh, introduced a great topic. The people present were great. I mean, the whole environment was very attractive in what I was looking for because at the time I was looking for something to get involved in with the community. And mm -hmm. as part of that program meeting, one of the topics or items that they talked about was the HSCC program and what it does and what it's about and how it operates and that kind of thing. So certainly that raised my interest. Um, following that meeting, I talked with a couple of people that were focused on the HSCC program to come out and um, observe what they do. They allowed that to happen. And before that class session was over with the kids, I got involved and asked, what can I do to help? And I've been involved with HSCC ever since, and that has been the main driver to keep me involved um, with BDPA and HSCC. Okay, so the youth keeps you, keeps you young as well and uh, keeps you involved. Well, that's yes. great. Yeah, BDPA and the professionalism in the organization is just awesome. Can you share with us which BDPA chapter you are currently affiliated with? I'm sorry? Can you share with us which BDPA chapter you are currently Please. affiliated with? Yes, I'm currently affiliated with the Atlanta chapter. Okay, that's one of our largest chapters, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, fascinating. Well, in terms of your service to BDPA, what accomplishment are you most proud of? Wow. Um, well, at this point in time, um, the accomplishment I'm most proud of is becoming the National HSCC Coordinator and um, being able to successfully execute the national competition. Um, the pre my predecessors, three of them, are in line before me, um, did a great job, and left some big shoes to fill. Oh, okay. And who were who 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 those uh, predecessors prior to you? 
Uh, my immediate predecessor is Dana Sturdivant. Um, okay, predecessor, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> predecessor ahead of her mm-hmm. is Danielle Templeton. And the predecessor ahead of her, and forgive me, I cannot recall his last name, but his first name is Chester. Okay, great. So our audience always likes to know what, what our guest is. And I find it also fascinating with the wealth of expertise of, of our of our BDPA members and, and else, as well as our guests. Uh, please share with us what are your key responsibilities as the, as the National High School Computer Competition Coordinator? Well, there are quite a few, um, but I think all of them can be covered with two words, <laughs> communication and coordination. Um, you know, there are more than 40 chapters within BDPA, and in order to operate this program, the National High School Computer Competition, I operate as a point person for each of those chapters to um, structure their local programs to prepare their students to participate in the national competition. Um, and the coordination portion is important because not only do I have to coordinate with all the chapters, but I also have to coordinate with several groups in preparation for the competition. So that's gathering the equipment, getting together the judges, um, what does the judging structure look like, working with the conference team to, you know, schedule out the rooms that are needed, determine, you know, uh, determine the food allotment for the students, all sorts of things. So most of uh, the key responsibilities are covered by communication and coordination. Communication and coordination, that that is paramount. And uh, that's that's normal going for the numerous years that the competition, high school computer competition, has been in in existence. Uh, You're involved in some important work. Absolutely. Uh, Can you share with us some of those exciting, uh, if you want to look at some of those new components to the competition that that will take place uh, this year? some of the things that may be different than uh, years past. Uh, Certainly. Uh, My team and I have been working um, very hard to bring on board um, responsive web design, um, some form of that, as well as a form of cybersecurity. Um, Mm -hmm. Responsive web design is a component of um, working with mobile devices. I believe most Mm -hmm. people most often hear mobile application or mobile app. We're not doing mobile app development. We're solely focused on the responsive um, web design portion, which um, for anyone who might not be clear on that, that means that when you pick up your smartphone or your tablet, then you're able to look at an actual website that you see on a laptop or a desktop, and it will size itself so that you can use it uh, effectively on a tablet or on your smartphone. Mm -hmm. For the cybersecurity, most of what we hear about in terms of um, learning and competitiveness, you hear about hackathons and cyber patriots and things like that, and those are great um, elements and programs and projects. But for mm-hmm. for what we're looking at, you know, to, to to introduce it into the HSCC structure, we wanted to focus more on um, password lockout type of functionality and things that we experience in our corporate environments, securing. Um, of uh, servers and things like that. So we're working to incorporate those two elements into the competition for this year and going forward. Oh, great. 
I, I, I have a question, but it's a leading one, but it would be a long discussion in reference to the preparation for those students. But we'll save that for offline and preparing okay. students for cybersecurity as well as responsive web design. That, that just sounds exciting. And um, I'm sure the skill sets that are prepared, prepared the students with um, is really great. Um, so, and again, that just speaks to the importance in the work and as well as to keeping uh, our, our youngsters involved in the ever-changing uh, technologies and the awareness of the technologies. Because um, as you just mentioned, cybersecurity is, is major, as well as um, responsive, responsiveness in the web design so for whatever um, um, tool that you're using to uh, you know to, to, to smartphone or the tablet, um, other than a, a, a desktop or, or a laptop, uh, to be able to uh, size the screen uh, in that web page to be able to um, you know commu use the tool in that, in that form of communication. Uh, what two lessons, Michelle, would you like to share with the BDPA I radio audience? Oh sure. Um, well. <laughs> Lessons are vast and many, depending upon you know what you're experiencing or going through or working toward. Um, but what I'd like to share tonight, you know, be open and willing to listen to what others have to offer. Being mm -hmm. one, and second, ask lots of questions and be willing to share what you know. Both of these both of these lessons provide an opportunity to learn new things, build relationships, and open a way to encourage and motivate other people as well as yourself. Um, I found that in, in working this program as well as in my corporate life. Um, you mm -hmm. can't hoard information because if you're hoarding information, you're keeping things too close and that you're not open to new experiences, you're not open to information, you're not open to learning what you don't know, you know, because there are situations where you don't know what you don't know, but if you open yourself up, you talk, you share, you let people in, that balances out, you get to learn new stuff, experience new things, and it also helps you grow as a person. Mm -hmm. And open and willing. Um, and also, you mentioned to share what you know, which can, which actually leads to encouraging and motivating other people. So those are great, great lessons, um, great wisdom that you have shared with us. Thank uh, you, Michelle. Uh, when we look at your career. How have you applied those lessons in your in your career? Um, well, I did have an opportunity to go from um, you know being a salary paid employee to a contractor, and that was a major change in how you communicate with the people that you're working with. Um, mm -hmm. And then interacting with others who are contractors and learning, you know, what is that life really like? to make a decision to remain contract or switch back over and go uh, become a salaried employee. Um, making a decision on what to do next with my career. My background is quality assurance, and quality assurance is wide and vast. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. And it's part of the whole software um, life cycle. Um, stepping beyond that, was determining, okay, do I want to go manager level for QA or did I want to go a step beyond that and, and uh, step into the B or business analyst uh, realm? 
and I found that to be very um, very motivating for me and very a very good area to go rather than go up and become manager but go lateral and learn about business analysts and requirements and things like that. Um, and so, so socializing with and networking with people who operate in both the QA realm and the BA realm was very helpful in making that decision. Oh, great. Great. That, that, that actually brings me to, to thinking, I'm going to loop Kayla back in, because that experience that you've had um, professionally and the oversight that you've provided for the high school computer competition over the years, um, our co-host, Jayla Cruz, has also been a uh, has been involved in the computer competition. And uh, Jayla, are you there? She might have came. Uh, Jayla. Hey, I'm here. Yes. Okay. Share with us your experience for the high school um, computer competition because having Michelle and also earlier Lou and their experiences, um, I'd like to share with the audience the synergy in that involvement. Lou had shared uh, the involvement of the students that have come back to teach. Uh, Michelle had spoke about how she had, had, had witnessed it and then gotten involved and in turn that the, that the youth continue to keep her encouraged and she encourages the youth. Um, what's your experience? Sure, I'd love to share that. I first got involved with the Indianapolis chapter uh, my freshman year of high school. And then from there, I remember um, going to each of the sessions on Saturdays with the team and uh, learning how to code the websites and prepare for the uh, national competition. Um, during that, we would just practice coding um, and then pra uh, prepare for the um, public speaking and the project management side of putting to being a part of a team that's working to um, that's working towards creating a common goal or an objective in creating this web page. Uh, from there, mm -hmm. it was an, really an exciting experience being able to travel to the national competition and be able to network with other students and industry professionals to be able to see what it would be like in the future to possibly consider a career within the STEM-related field. And it really mm -hmm. opens up a young individual's eyes as far as what opportunities are available and what opportunities still need to be created and expanded as far as the diversity realm amongst um, every all of the fields in the STEM-related realm. So it was quite an interesting experience being able to go and partake in those activities with other students and uh, industry professionals. That was really what my experience through the program was. And then to be able to um, receive scholarship and apply for things like that, which was really beneficial to uh, me. And I know that it it's had to be very beneficial to other students. I think it's a great program that's been around to be able to give back to the community and to see the expansion and growth. Kayla, yeah. I'm so glad that, that you took the opportunity to share that because what you all the things that you mentioned, 
are, are what we target to do, to give you that experience, particularly to interact with students your own age who have the same interests that you do. You get to see firsthand the industry professionals and communicate with them, which I know for some young people is a really big deal. Um, yeah. Depending upon the corporations and the people's hands that you get to shake, names that you've heard or read about, and now you're actually face-to-face -face with them, which is I've, I've seen that be very exciting for some of the students. So I'm really glad that you did have that full experience and that you've come back around to, to sort of close the loop on that and still be involved. Yes, yes, definitely. That's, that's just awesome. So, so, Michelle, in the remaining minutes, please share with us uh, one final thought for our BDPA our radio audience. Absolutely. Um, something that's really recently grown close to my heart is, you know, whatever you're working on or working toward, keep working on it until it is finished. Challenges will come and it's better to work with the challenges and through the challenges to reach the finish line. And it's important to do all you can to keep it moving. Oh, excellent. That is just, just awesome. Uh, Jayla, you have an event coming up, uh, but before you speak on that, um, Michelle, it's been a pleasure to listen and learn from you, and I thank you for being a guest in, in which you a safe and warm evening. Thank you so much for the invitation. I've enjoyed myself as well as meeting both you and Jayla. Thank you again. Okay, thank you. Jayla, share with our audience uh, your event coming up uh, in, in Indiana. Sure. I am planning, well, I actually combined my passions of fashion, philanthropy, and technology together to create an event mainstream in Indianapolis, Indiana, that combines all the two with a panel discussion featuring the, in the evolution of fashion through innovation, innovative technologies, digital marketing, and branding. And then we'll be blending in a small fashion show, and there will be networking and industry professionals and designers, models, uh, fashion enthusiasts, and technology professionals really there to gain insight among this evolution in the direction of wearable computing and wearable technology, along with the way that branding is now with fashion as far as online marketing and the new fashion trends we see today with online e-commerce shopping. So we'll be discussing that there. It's going to be an exciting event, and I, my goal was to really blend together the talents of individuals so that they have an opportunity to allow their passions mm -hmm. and skill sets to shine. Okay. Can you um, share with our audience the date, time, and place? Sure. The date is Friday, May 1st, and the website is www.risetotherunway.com. The event is called Rise Through the Runway. So you can receive more information on Rise, R-I-S-E-T-O-T-H-E, -E, Runway, R-U-N-W-A-Y. That's risetothrunway.com. And on our website, you'll find more information about our panelists, which include Angela Kahn, who is, uh, she is business operations lead for Midwest Fashion Week, one of the premier fashion weeks in the Midwest. She also has her own event management company called Silky Bee Events. 
Also, Dominique Price, who is a litigation attorney and sports agent with Ice Miller, and he also co-founded the Pocket Square Project, which we'll be highlighting during the event, which um, they make handmade uh, pocket squares, and the profits from those pocket squares goes to help children infected with HIV in Kenya. And we have Truen James, who he makes, uh, he's a designer who creates handmade leather artisan goods and handbags for the technology or work savvy professional. And mm-hmm. he's also one of the co-founders of Pattern Magazine. And then we also have a um, well, Leslie Bailey, who is a lifestyle reporter with Indianapolis Star. And she also created an event called Style Swap Indie. And then we also have our moderator, who is Solani Thomas, and she is a young entrepreneur. She created a fashion magazine at the age of 17, and so we decided to give her a spotlight opportunity to really put these um, professionals on the spotlight and get some uh, buzz going and really move into action so we can uh, create some education out there and also spur uh, action. Mm-hmm. Sounds and like again, it's, it's on May 1st. Yes. Mm-hmm. May 1st. And website again? The website is com. And uh, through the website, you'll find all that information there. And the Eventbrite link is up, too. And that's it. It's going to be an exciting event. Okay. Really, really excited about it. Definitely. Sounds exciting. Well, thank you, Jayla. And I'd like to thank tonight's guest. Uh, Lou Shack uh, and uh, Michelle uh, for sharing uh, with our audience and, and this evening the high school computer competition and championship. And so now I'd like to close out the program and thank you. And now a word from our sponsor. The BDPA Education and Technology Foundation, a nonprofit organization that exists for the sole purpose of funding BDPA programs, scholarships, and services around the nation. Follow us on Facebook, www.facebook.com forward slash BDPA Foundation, or Twitter, www.twitter.com forward slash BDPA. BDPA iRadio linking business, education, and technology. The BDPA iRadio Show creates a vibrant communications platform that speaks to all BDPA stakeholders. Hosted by Fran McNeil, sponsored by the BDPA Education and Technology Foundation, and the Executive Director, Wayne Hicks. Produced by Everaldo Gallimore. Technical advice by John Melanson. BDPA iRadio Broadcast the second and fourth Tuesday of every month. Join us on blogtalkradio.com backslash BDPA.